Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the RMB podcast. Kyle here, and I have Tom with me. Tom, what is going on? Where is Ed? What's up, Kyle? I'm not sure where Ed is, but man, you can never leave us again. You had me here hosting last week when we had Vivian Green on the show, man. It was a, a wild ride, I'll tell you. I don't know how you do it all these weeks. <laughs> hey, when you're good at something, it comes natural. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, Tom, it's another week in R&B, and man, Rasby almost ended the Millennium Tour once again. Um, glad that the allegations of him are cleared, but man, why can't we just have a tour that has no drama. Uh, drama sells tickets, creates headlines, man. What can you say? Yeah. But I'll tell you what else creates headlines. I just read this up, and I think you'll be really excited about this. So you know how McDonald's has uh, Happy Meals? Yeah, actually, uh, I just got a Happy Meal for me and my wife the other day. Six-piece chicken nuggets. And we got a Captain America toy with it. Man, that's wow. a good life right there. Well, I'll tell you what, Burger King has actually released their own set of uh, meals. Uh, they're, they're called real meals, and they're based off of emojis. And uh, uh. basically, it comes with a Whopper, <laughs> fries, and, and, and a pop. But here's uh, here are the names for these meals. We have Pissed Meal, Blue Meal, Salty Meal, Yes Meal, and Don't Give a F Meal. None of these even sound like they would taste good. The salty meal, it sounds like they poured like a whole thing of salt over the fries, so you can't even taste the fry. The uh, pissed meal, I don't even know what that's going to taste like. Uh, the yes meal, I guess, would taste good. But man, I, where are they going with this? How is this going to work? Well, well, Tom, this is all part of uh, mental health awareness uh, mm. month in May, so shout outs to Burger King. They care. Those emojis remind me of uh, R&B fans, to be honest. <laughs> they do? Let's keep it real. <laughs> Either yeah. you're yes about R- an R&B artist or you hate them to some degree. That's what it seems like these days. Right. <laughs> well, Tom, let's get into R&B for a second because I have a couple of topics that I want to talk to you about. Yeah, one thing I wanted to uh, point out before we started. We were doing some research recently on this podcast did you realize this is one of the top, if not the top, R&B podcasts out there right now? I mean, that's to be expected because of the quality we put out and all the guests that we bring in. But, I mean, I guess the other question is, who are the other R&B podcasts? Like, well, yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that's part of it. But, I mean, you know, we could have given up, but we just love this stuff. I mean, we're, do, we're bringing great guests in every week. I'm not tooting our own horn. I'm just kind of letting everyone know who's listening, like, you know... We could have easily given up. A lot of people give up when stuff doesn't make them money or make them famous. And that's never what we've been here for. We're here to spotlight these artists. I think we're doing a good job about that. I mean, and uh, we're just going to keep it going. We're having a lot of fun with these. Yes, we are. Now, Tom, do you have a guest that you want to shout out for this week? Or not a guest, I'm sorry, a reader or a listener? Yeah, I have my list here. We'll get to that later in the show. Just give me, uh, well, I have a few names I wanted to mention, but later on. They right, gotta listen well, to they, they, these fans gotta listen to the whole show to, to hear their shout out. <laughs> they they want they have to listen to the whole thing to get rewarded, man. All right, yep. then. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of uh, topics that I want to discuss with you uh, for this week, Tom. First and foremost, Life Jennings announced that this will be his last album. 
Do you believe it's that? It's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, but someone made the point, oh, they always say that. But who has ever really said I mean, yeah, you can name a couple people, like, oh, Jay-Z once and stuff like that, but I don't know. I He's a different type of dude. I don't know if you guys follow him, but he, he has a, a great live show. You know, I, I wouldn't put it past him. At the same time, you know, people have to make a living. I mean, no one wants to, you know, work retail, work at the supermarket, you know, and stop making music. So it'll all come down to money. You know that. Yeah, but Tom, what would you, if this, if this was Life Jennings' last album and he retired, what would you remember him as, or what song would you associate him with? Because he's had a couple. He's had a couple of bangers. He's probably one of the most underrated artists. I know we say that a lot, but man, he actually is. And I know if Ed were here, he'd agree with me. But like, he's always been very conscious. His lyrics have always had meaning. You know, his lyrics have always made you think. It's not always just straight love songs. It's about real life. And sometimes that's why it wasn't always popular. But he's actually made some really... Must Be Nice is one of my favorite songs by him. Love that song. Um, and, uh, you know, all of his albums have been actually pretty good. And he's one of the best live performers I've seen. I remember this show I went to in New York. It was him, uh, Genuine, Tank, and Joe. I, I remember telling you about this one. He was the best performer that night and got the greatest reaction. And he didn't just do it. It wasn't like just his fans were there. He made people by the end of the show stand up and cheer. Like, it was that good. So he's actually a really great artist. It would be sad if he actually retired. I mean, Joe hasn't really uh, backed off on his retirement claim. I still haven't heard a new album from him. So, hey, we might be headed down that route. And to be fair, Tyrese still has yet to drop anything. But it's kind of scary that people are retiring. I mean... Much love to anybody who wants to transition into a new phase in their career and their life. But man, as an R&B fan, I want all R&B artists to keep doing this, keep making money, and keep giving us good music, right? Kyle, I'm going to tell you guys a secret that I've never said, and this for the first time I'm going to reel on this podcast. When I interviewed Joe talking about his retirement off the camera, he told me I'm not going anywhere. Um, so there you have well it. Well then, that's an exclusive. <laughs> he'll be back guys don't worry all right now tom uh there is a really exciting tour that i want to uh announce two of new york's legends um and i think you're really excited about this one because they have a song together too Nas and mary j blige i feel like that's that's a pretty cool tour to go to it's kind of different because they're because one's rap and one's r&b but it just somehow works it works because people know both of their songs, and usually if you're into R&B, you're into hip-hop too, so it works. Man, they dropped a song a week and a half ago on The Breakfast Club, and no one even can hear it unless you are listening that day. It's crazy. When is that even coming out? Yeah, I haven't really heard any news on it. I know Camper produced it, but so I might have to call him up for the record, but um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. Man, that, that should be, it'll be good though. I'm sure it'll do well. Absolutely. Now, Tom, can we talk about C. Breezy? I know Ed's not here, but we have to talk about his cousin really quickly. Come on. We know we've heard Ed's rant about this over and over again. We don't need to hear it again. It's okay. All right. We'll hear your rant then. Uh, Chris (laughs) Brown is set to drop Indigo, his new album, sometime this summer. He's also going to be hitting the road with Nicki Minaj. I know you're excited about that one. And, Hmm. Tom, most recently he dropped... um, 
I guess, all his features, or he, he revealed all his features for that Indigo album. Are you ready to go through this list and tell me if this will sum up to a classic? I'm ready. Okay, so we have g Easy and Nicki who are on that horrible Wobble Up single that he just dropped, which I don't think you've heard yet. Nope. Uh, Tory Lanez, Tyga, Her, Sage the Gemini, Little John, Justin Bieber, Juvenile. Isn't that like Ed's favorite artist? Juvenile? Where'd they find him? <laughs> uh, Juicy J, Drake, and Little Wayne. Tom, that's a lot of features. And if this is a 14-song project, and he has this many features, and you quite honestly don't really like any of them, what are the chances this album will be good? What if he puts all of those people on one song and makes it like a we are the world type situation? How epic would that be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, I also forgot uh, Tank will also be on the album. But uh, no, I don't think we're going to get a we are the world with Lil Wayne and, <laughs> <laughs> and okay. Justin Bieber. All right. <laughs> um, and then on a quick note, Tank's on this album. Are there any Tank and Chris Brown collaborations that are good? that you like because i don't we like shots fired is one that is like a guilty pleasure of ours but that's not a good song is it uh there i I mean i I have to be honest i don't know if i've ever listened to a chris brown album in full since his second album so i don't even know what's going on all right (laughs) but um this brings me to my next question tom and i would love to hear your input on it and i know we at one point tried to induct Chris Brown into the Hall of Fame and you got really mad about it but this conversation has to continue because Justin Bieber yesterday posted on his Instagram that Tupac plus Michael Jackson equals Chris Brown and I know at the same time you asked the fans if Chris Brown would be considered a legend down the line down the road one of the responses that I saw was he's already a legend Tom Kyle, I've got I've gotten older since I was getting mad. I've got a few more gray hairs now. I'm wiser. I'm ready to say he's a legend, or will be when it's all said and done. And you want to know why? What? Wait, but just yesterday you said he he wasn't going to be a legend. How did that change? I know I did. Where did I say that? <laughs> you did. I'll, I'll I'll pull up the chats if you want. But go on. No, no, no. Listen. My point is, if you're not, Chris Brown has been the most successful R&B artist of his generation. So the only people who are probably saying he's not going to be a legend is old haters like myself who hate everything about this generation. I'm sure people who love Luther Vandross would say that Neo is not going to be a legend either, and he probably is too. So come on, we got to give each generation their props. It's different type of music. We don't like it, but you know. If you're not going to call him a legend, then you're going to basically say no one will ever be a legend again. That's my opinion. Yeah, you're right. I think, and I think it is a good point you make about just different generations. Because even when I looked at our social media page, it seemed like it was a lot of people in your generation that were like, "No, he's not a legend." But the younger got younger people on our page, just flat out legend, living legend already. So. I think you might be onto something here. The one thing I will say Chris, about Chris Brown, and I think you can agree, in terms of timeless records, I don't know how many he has. He has a couple, but 
for the amount of music that he's put out over the course of his... How many years has it been now, Tom? 14, 15 years? I don't yeah. think... Yeah, like his output doesn't match the amount of... Uh, it just doesn't bring the amount of quality that, that, that should be there. So that's well, the one think knock about I'll have this. against him. Think about this, Kyle. Um, well, first off, I would say he's probably released... For someone we'd consider a legend, he's released so many bad songs. I mean, that's undeniable. They're just not good from any point of view. He also has a lot of hits and a lot of you know popular songs. But I'll say this: you know, we're in a generation where no one is technically releasing timeless music. That's just the where we're at for the past how many years now? I mean, how many songs you hear on the radio that you're going to say that's timeless? I mean, it's just not. It's all for the moment, don't you think? Yeah. I would agree with you on that, but I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be for the moment, but Chris Brown does a lot of songs for the moment. I don't even know if you've heard that new record. I mean, there's the one with Nicki, which I'll let you listen to later, and then you'll probably change your tune on legend status, (laughs) but man, man. he also has a new song with uh, Tyga and uh, Marshmallow. Do you know this Marshmallow fellow? He's a DJ that like puts on a mask of a marshmallow. It's kind of crazy. Uh, never heard of the guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I think people would, would be more open to Chris Brown if he wasn't such a negative person. Like, he just disses people. He's, you know, he trashes people. Like, be more classy. I mean, is that part of his act, or is he just not a good person? I don't understand. Um, it might be a Virginia thing, because uh, uh, Ed yells at us, too. So, Oh, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I'll tell you the exact moment I gave up on Chris Brown's music. Do you want to know? Was it These Hoes Ain't Loyal? Uh, Right around that time, but a little sooner. It was right around when Deuces, uh, Look At Me Now, and Yeah, Three Times came out. Right then. You know, Tom, at some point, people are going to look at Deuces as an R&B classic. That's sad. I fear for the next generation. <laughs> Wait a minute. That reminds me. You were at a show one time, and they were playing Deuces. And your exact messages to me were, what the hell, this song is Deuces? I thought Deuces was a fast song. It's a slow song. <laughs> <laughs> it was at that moment where I considered walking out of that show. Wow. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be shows- honest with you. I have actually, from a show, tweeted at the DJ, can you stop playing such crappy music? And they responded. It was pretty funny. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> man, shouts to Chris Brown. I hope Indigo does well. Good luck on the tour with Nikki. Uh, hey, we all think you're a legend at this point, but you got to put out some better music, please. Uh, Tom, can we give a quick shout-out to Peeble Bryson, please? Oh, man. He's he's recovering. Yeah, That's he, a boy. Uh, he's, he suffered a uh, a heart attack last week and we were all concerned because Peeble is a legend we had him on the Soulback podcast a couple of weeks ago such a great dude and you know you just hate to see legends and Tom we're all getting older but man it, it, it's tough seeing legends go through these things man I heard I missed that podcast but I heard that was one of the most epic ones we've had he was given life advice and stuff yeah, so shouts <laughs> to Peeble. I, I hope you're doing well. 
and uh, I think t Ed, I, I wish Ed was here because he would probably have a panic <coughs> attack as well once I tell him this and tell you guys this. L. Varner is set to drop a new album, but Tom, wasn't it supposed to be an EP at first? Well, there's some mixed uh, news out there right now. She still hasn't said anything about it on her social media, from what I can tell. I thought it was supposed to be an EP. Now I go on Amazon to pre-order. It's listed as an album. It's listed as her sophomore album in the description. I saw someone else reference it as being a mixtape. It's only nine songs. I've never heard of E1 releasing a mixtape for an R&B artist, so I, I don't know if that could be. I don't know what's going on, Kyle. Yeah, I'm not really sure either, but we're looking forward to new Elvarner music and some other new music uh, that dropped this week, Tom. I don't know if you want to comment on any of these. Uh, Raheem Devon dropped a new record. Monica dropped a new record. Fantasia dropped a new record. Uh, PJ Morton's group, The Amores, dropped a new record. And Lucky Day, can I just make a point about Lucky Day? Because we've had a lot of comments about him on our page from the interview yep. we did with him. I actually did some uh, Wikipedia research, and it turns out Lucky Day went by the name D. Brown back in, like, 2008. And I remember during that time, that was, like, during the era when music would leak left and right. D. Brown, his music was always on those blogs. And uh, it's just crazy that 10 years later, he's rebranded into something else. But I think the, the cooler story in all of that is he's been grinding for 10 years. Absolutely, and see, that's crazy. It pays off. Sometimes you just gotta stick with your dream, and it, it can pay off. Don't just give up. In this day and age of instant gratification, it's not always the easy thing to do. Yeah. So shoutouts to Lucky and Tom. I gotta say that Fantasia record I just mentioned and that Raheem Devon record, both of them are fire. Absolutely, man. Check those out. So, so definitely there's one piece of news you, you there's one piece of news I love I want to highlight Eric Roberson did you see this what he's doing for his fans who don't like his album no I didn't what happened he's offering you a refund if you buy his album and don't like it he'll put, he'll give you your money back wow Kyle I could think of a few albums we'd like to have our money back on <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what that brings me to a uh, let, let's talk about this because we've all had albums especially back in the day when we actually bought albums you pick it up it's not actually good uh 112's hot and wet album but uh oh, God. <laughs> when you bought these albums back in the day and they weren't very good what would you do with the albums would you force yourself to like it did you just take it as you know an experience because you know you for every good album, you'll get a bad one. Like, what did you do with those albums? How did you look at that? Uh, man, it was such a different time back then. Because you were just buying the album based off the single. Like, if it was a good single, there was no way to preview. So if you liked the single, you bought the album. If you didn't like the album, I think you'd try to... Honestly, I tried to convince myself a lot of times. It wasn't like nowadays when there was so much music out there, you could just move on to something else. It was like you tried to force yourself to like it, so... And then eventually it just collected dust on the shelf. Yeah. 112's Hot and Wet <laughs> album. I love how that album will forever be the one that we go to. And 112 doesn't even like that album. So it's okay then. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Tom. Even on the 112 album, on that Hot and Wet album, it's kind of crazy. You have a record like right here for you, which we all like. I think, I think that's a great record off that album. That song alone, wouldn't it be worth your 13.99? Uh, no. 
<laughs> for oh. one song? For one song, though. But that one song can give you happiness and joy for the rest of your life, and it only costs you thirteen ninety nine. That's a pretty good deal. I gotta be honest, man. I don't even listen to that song that much anymore. All right, well, <laughs> Mike and Mike and Slim, we need that uh, thirteen ninety nine refund back. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Tom. Let's. Uh, I know we we have a lot more to talk about, but let's bring in our special guest. All right, guys. Welcome back to Soul Back. Like I said, every week we try to bring in a special guest, someone who has brought Soul Back. And Tom, I'm really excited about this one. Who's our special guest? I'm excited to speak to this week's guest, especially because this dude is a vocal beast. He has been a big member, big part of Drew Hill for the past decade or so. Man, and now he's doing big things as a as a solo artist. Well, welcome, uh, welcome Teo Soprano to the Soul Back Podcast. What's up, man? Oh man, look, I was interested to meet myself the way y'all y'all hyped it up. And <laughs> That's what's up. How's everything with you, man? Everything looking good, man. Um, you know, like you said, working on my solo project and um, trying to um, you know, let the world know who I am. You know what I'm saying? As a solo artist, and um, you know, just trying to make these big moves, man. Listen, man. You know. Everything we do at R&B is positive support of the genre. We're not into gossip. We're not into, you know, that type of stuff. But we just want to see if you can, you know, issue a statement to the fans on, on the Drew Hill situation, where you stand with the group before that, and then we'll move on. Okay. Well, pretty much, um, you know, um, uh, all in one, I guess I, guess I can say um, pretty much they wanted to move in a different direction. Um, you know, they had put player in the group. Um, and from there, I mean, well, first jazz left, but he didn't, he didn't leave. They, you know, um, I don't know what happened with jazz. All I know is one day I looked up and jazz was no longer a part and player was there. Um, and then from that point, um, you know, uh, I continued to be on the road with them for about a year and a half. And then from there, um, it just seemed as, you know, they were trying to move in a different direction. Um, and like I said, I put out a video just letting everybody know, you know, that I wasn't a part of that direction. Um, but, you know, it's all good. You know, I, I look at it as um, now I get, you know, now it's my time to shine. You know, now it's time that people get to know about me and hear my voice instead of, you know, um, being in a group setting, you know what I'm saying, Um that's pretty much all in a nutshell what it is, man. And, I mean, you know, I support them 100%, um, you know, with what they got going on. And I'm just blessed uh, that, you know, I'm able to, you know, put my music out to the world now. And I'm, I'm blessed to have the resume, um, you know, from being a part of a legendary group. Um, you know, because it's hard out here, you know what I'm saying, you're a struggling artist or somebody that doesn't have a name and things like that, you know what I mean? So, like I said, it's a blessing, you know. That's how I look at it. So, more power to Drew Hill and, you know, and, and and what they have going on, you know. Sure. Man, Tail, I got to give you props for playing your role for the last decade or so with Drew Hill as a new member coming in, you know, with a group that has so much history already. And, you know, you talk about the struggle of, trying to start up as a solo artist, but 
talk about the challenges or from your perspective of joining a group that already had so much history, being the new guy, um, you know, were there any challenges there just internally for you? Um, the only struggle that I can say that I had really was, um, you know, once people get used to originals, you know what I'm saying, they don't they don't care. You you got to prove yourself, you know what I'm saying? So um, my only problem was really, you know, people seeing me for the first time and, you know, pictures going up and who is this and, you know, because I took Woody's place back in 2008. So, you know, people had already got, you know, used to the originals. And, I mean, I, I understand definitely, you know, because Drew Hill was, you know, was one of my favorite groups, you know what I'm saying? So I understood it. But the only challenge I really had was, you know, just getting up there and proving to the world that I could last and be a part, you know, of a legendary group. And, um, you know, after a while, you know, it really wasn't about Woody leaving. It was about the singing. And and I think the, the thing that, you know, drew the fans toward me was that, I didn't really change the sound for, for you know, the worst. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, I kind of added a new element, but we kept that original sound. And it wasn't, you know, uh, something that, you know, people weren't familiar with. So as time went by, you know what I'm saying, I think they got used to me being there and, you know, somebody hitting the high notes and, you know, kind of like a Jodeci thing, because I always looked at myself as the JoJo Drew Hill never had. You know, from Jodeci. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was that was the only struggle, man. Once once I got rolling, and you know, people started to know who I was. I mean, they they were very accepting. Um, you know, of me being there. So you know, I love them for that. I, I'll tell you, Tayo, man. There was a lot of excitement. You posted um, photos, I think, of a show you did alongside Woody and alongside Jazz, man. That must have been an epic moment. They t- take us to that show. Um, well, I just currently started singing um, background with uh, KC from Jodeci, and that actually was my first show uh, that I performed with him at uh, Bethesda Blues and Jazz and uh, and. Uh, Pretty much, um, I didn't even, I knew Woody was there because I had seen him um, before the show, um, but I did not know that Jazz was there because, um, you know, being as though Jazz had, had been gone from the group, um, I mean, I still talk to Jazz, you know, every now and again because, man, Jazz was, you know, that's that's my boy, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, I knew him before I knew anybody, um, but pretty much... Um, KC knew he was there, and, you know, he ended up calling Woody first. And, um, you know, like I said, I had already known that Woody was there. But then when he called Jazz, that was all a surprise. That wasn't supposed to happen. Um, So once uh, Jazz came out, you know, I think the DJ started playing Beauty or something. Like, it was totally unexpected. And next thing you know, they were handing Jazz and Woody's uh, mics. And uh, from there... (laughs) Uh, you know, we started to sing Beauty, and, the, and the, the reaction was, you know, crazy. The people just, you know, they really, I think they were looking forward to that, you know, happening, you know what I'm saying? But sorry to let everybody down, but I don't think that's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you man. never know what will happen in the future. I mean, as of, as of right now, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm too deep into this solo project to even – 
you know, be worried about, um, you know, that particular situation. But you never know. You never know what will happen. They might come around and, uh, you know, and then we might get together. I know me and Jazz were talking about doing, like, a KC and JoJo thing, you know, in the wow. future. Um, but, you know, I just think it's time now for me to, you know, get out here and, and, and do my thing for a little bit so people get, you know, can get to know me better. I mean, the, you know, fans have gotten to grow, you know, grow up with, with jazz and know who he is as an artist and, you know, Cisco and Nokia and everybody. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm just taking this time to express myself and give people a little bit of what I can do, you know? Right. Tail, man. I want to get. I want to share my experience. You know, hearing you live for the first time, and Tom, you can go after me. But I remember Drew Hill did a show in Vancouver. This was probably about two years ago. It was raining that day. It was a bad day. It was it was pouring, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Jazz was at that show. It was just yourself, Cisco, and Nokio. And I had never seen Drew Hill with you in the lineup, so I didn't know really what to expect. But when you started singing, man. I was like, man, this guy can sing, like live, no auto tune, nothing. And uh, Tom, I think you share the same experience, right? Yeah, I seen Drew Hill a couple times at BB Kings here in New York City, you know, back before play and all that. Oh and yeah. I, I just remember Teo's voice just standing out. I mean, at the time, jazz, you know, we love jazz, but he was a little bit um, hindered. You know, he was sitting down a bit and couldn't do what he usually does. And I think you just blew us away that night showing what you could do. I mean, it's hard to overshadow Cisco, but, man, I just remember leaving with such a great impression of your talents that night. So it was just exciting to see you, you know, as an artist now breaking out into a solo act, you know, and knowing what you can do. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, that's one thing about Drew Hill that, you know what I'm saying, was a a good thing. Um, When I came along, they kind of added, you know, little spots here and there for me to showcase what I can do with, you know, cover songs or, you know, Max Cisco giving me, a you know, certain parts of his, um, you know, verses or, you know, ad-libs or what what have you. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for that. You know, that, that was an opportunity for me, you know, and I think, like we said from the beginning, um, as far as, like, the fans and how hard it was in the beginning, I think that's what helped me along the way, um, you know, by having those parts and letting people know that, look, I am, you know, I can stand with these guys and, you know, that, you know, we do sound great uh, collectively and, you know, uh, by ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So um, I was just grateful for that opportunity, you know what I'm saying, that to get up there and um, especially B.B. King, we did that like a couple of times. So, yeah. um, you know, every time we went to B.B. King's, people, you know, always were like expecting you know, certain songs that I sang, you know, people would start requesting, you know, that I sing certain songs like Pretty Brown Eyes and um, uh, Crazy from Nas Barkley and, you know, things uh-huh. like that. So, you know, it came, it became a regular thing, man, for the fans. So I'm I'm thankful for that opportunity. So, Cool. So, Tail, you had mentioned earlier that you kind of looked at yourself as maybe like filling in that spot for – you know, for Drew Hill as, like, the JoJo Haley, and now you're on the road with KC. So is this, like, the new KC and JoJo here? Or what's, it, what's the situation with uh, KC? No, 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 no. <laughs> I could never replace JoJo, man. Um, Pretty much uh, KC has a solo project coming, and yeah. um, 
uh, once the Drew Hill, the whole Drew Hill thing happened with me uh, exiting the group, um, uh, I reached out to um, Casey because, you know, I got grown to knowing him over the years. Uh, I've known him actually my whole time. Um, in 2008, I met Casey in London. We had a show together. And uh, I just reached out to him. Uh, and pretty much, Casey. I mean, he he was ready, man. He um, like I say, he's doing this solo project, and um, he has another guy um up there named Lonnie Burrell. Um, that's his background oh, wow. singer, and I guess I just caught him at a good time, and um, he accepted me with open arms, and um, you know, we I've been on the road with him as well, so y'all be looking out for that too. I, I haven't heard anything yet uh, as far as his, you know, single or anything off of the album, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, he sounds amazing, you know what I'm saying? Um, over the past couple of years, I'm pretty sure you guys know that, you know, he's been going through his little thing or whatever, but now he's, he's absolutely, you know, he's quit alcohol and, you know what I'm saying, he doesn't need to smoke cigarettes. I mean, he sounds mm. great, you know what I'm saying? So that's a blessing. I mean, that's actually, I've seen lately, to uh, become a part of Drew Hill. Um, and it's just, you know, it's crazy that, you know, 11 years later that, you know, I end up on the stage with KC, like, you know, from to go from wow. Drew Hill to KC to two, to two big legends, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's amazing, man. God is good. And, um, you know, you got this new solo single out. Let's talk about your, your solo music a bit now. <clears throat> Whatever Happened to Love is the name of the single, man. Let me tell you, when I heard this song, I didn't, quite know what to expect. You never know when an artist goes solo what their sound is going to be like. It's going to be totally different from what they heard from them. So when I heard this song, I immediately fell in love with the song because, man, it's it's progressive. The, the, the production's a bit progressive, but, man, it's so soulful. Your vocals are really shining on the song, so we love it. It's already one of our favorite songs this year. Talk about that song a bit. Um, well, um. Uh, I kind of started doing, um, I reached out to a guy that, a producer that produced, uh, Andrew Pendant's Day. His name was, uh, Wiley Morris. And, yep. uh, we, you know, we've always stayed in contact, uh, you know, ever since that album was put out. And I reached out to him and I told him, I said, man, hey, you know, I just, I just want to have a solo record. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, just to see, you know, I had been in the group so long. I just wanted to see if I could still you know, do it, you know, as a solo artist, because um, I hadn't really recorded anything by myself, um, you know, while being in a group. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, you know, get my feet wet and um, mess around with something. And we were on the phone one day, and he, you know, the, the thing was, me and Wiley always had chemistry, like during the Independence Day uh, album, we had a great chemistry. Like, I would go in and sing some stuff, you know, and, you know, he would say, oh, sing this. Or if he had some stuff already ready, I would add to what he had going on. And we just had an amazing chemistry. And so we kept in touch. And um, like I said, I called him and I said, look, man, I need a record. You know, I just want to, you know, mess around with a record. And pretty much he started playing the record over the phone. And I heard the chords and immediately, like, uh, you know, we both started humming and he started humming. And then from there, he was like, man, look, let me call you right back. I'm going to send you something. And he had sent me the track. Um, and all it had at the time 
was the hook, the whatever happened to love part. But the rest of the song, he hummed, he hummed the melody to it. And then the next thing I know, he was calling me back to say, hey, um, he had got a writer, uh, her name was Tracy Hale. I want to mess her name up. Um, Tracy Hale. Uh, I will will correct that later. Um, but she, um, he called her, and, I mean, she took the melody and, you know, created the words. And, I mean, she did an amazing job. And when I heard it, it was it was just automatic. It was like, all right, cool, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? It had that old school R&B feel that, you know, you really don't hear on the radio no more. Um, you know, it just, it was all around a great song to me. Um, so I went in and, and I recorded it and that, that became, you know, whatever happened to love. Um, the reaction from that has been great. I think, you know, people were kind of waiting for me to do, you know, something solo. So I think that was kind of a, a breath of fresh air to people. Um, so I'm just grateful, you know, that, that people accepted it because I kind of was skeptical of uh, even um, releasing it, you know, because I just didn't know, you know, with the new wave and everything going on, I just didn't know how people would react and how people would accept it. But, I mean, so far, I mean, a, a lot of people have been like, man, this song is amazing. So mm -hmm. I guess, you know, from there, that's that that created, uh, you know, a path for me to, to you know, continue on and, and, you know, give them more music. So I'm currently... Um, now about to in the process about to put out another um single called pull up i'm just waiting mm. on it to get mastered and the artwork and all that stuff to be done and i think people will love this one as well nice man we're looking forward to it sure tail i hope you know you've set the bar pretty high with your music i mean i gotta say that drew hill christmas album that you guys put out a couple of years back that was amazing right and I then know, man. Yeah, that was a crazy project. And then I know you guys have gone in the studio with Troy Taylor and recorded some songs. And I heard some of those records. That was crazy, too. And now with your new right. single, you're singing on it. Love it as well. But um, what are your expectations for yourself as a solo artist at this point? I mean, you've been in the industry for a while um, in a unique situation. You were part of a group, uh, not an original member, but you were part of it for over a decade. But now you're going solo. And the fans... The, they're waiting for you. So, what are your expectations? Um, my expectations are is to just you know, I don't know. I really don't know about what what my expectations are, man. I just I I just love to sing, and you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, just from the reaction of the fans, um, it's been a great ride, and I, I have a lot of support. I just recently seen uh. Somebody uh, created a fan page for me called Sopranos Sweethearts. And, um, you know, just the reaction from the fans, and really the, the fans that drive me to to do this. And, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, I mean, especially not being a part of Drew Hill, I mean, I got to keep working and keep doing my thing. Like I said earlier, you know, this is just my opportunity to get out and show the world what I can do. I mean, because being in a group, in a great group, with Drew Hill, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, you got Cisco, Nokio, and Jazz, um, you know, and then later Black and uh, Smoke from Player. Um, you know, it, it just kind of, like, put me in a spot where people really wanted to hear more from me, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know, I guess my expectations are, you know, for people to, 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 for me to, like, 
show people that R&B is still alive, you know what I'm saying, um, that you can go in and, and, you know, record without using a whole bunch of auto-tunes, that, you know, you don't have to follow what's going on to be great, you know what I'm saying, as long as you be yourself, you know what I'm saying, um, and, you know, give the people what they're used to. I mean, you can add a little flavor to it, but you give the people what they're used to, and, and I mean, given that 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 good R&B sound that's, that's currently... Uh, been um, just not not present, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just want to give people real music and and for people to appreciate, you know what I do as a vocalist, and you know uh, just give them a little bit an idea of you know what kind of style I have, and you know because like I said, being a Drew Hill, nobody would ever know that they would think that you know I would be really stuck to one style. So just to put my style out there and. And um, give them that real R&B, man. That's that's what I'm about. Love to hear that, man. And we're definitely looking forward to hearing it and, and always happy to support you, you know, with this solo endeavor. And, and Teo, man, we're just about out of time. But just before we go, can you just share one last story with us? For those who don't know um, or aren't aware, how did you originally get into Drew Hill um, and become part of the group? Uh, um, well, Back in 2008, um, like I said, I met Jazz first. Um, and, you know, we always used to go over to Cisco's house. You know, he always had the parties and things like that. And the whole group would be there. And, um, you know, uh, for a while I would go around and I wouldn't sing um, anything. I would just, you know, just kind of play, play in the background. And one day um, – I just decided to, you know, start singing with them. Like I said, they they love Jodeci, so most of the time we were singing like maybe Boys to Men and the Jodeci songs and things like that. And one day uh, when I opened my mouth to sing, um, people kind of were blown away. And um, mm. Cisco looked over and he just looked at me. He was like, "Man, so you mean to tell me you were supposed to be in the group this whole time?" And I was like, you know, I was like, "Whoa, you know, that was a compliment." <laughs> I had been trying to do my thing for years. So later, um, maybe uh, I had been with jazz from like 2000, like 99 on up to like uh, for a while. Cause um, I remember when they dropped uh drew world order with Scola in the group. And, um, you know, I just kind of always envisioned myself being a, a part. I can remember being 16 and driving when tell me came out and I always said to myself, boy, if they had that high, that JoJo note there, boy, they would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, they were already amazing, but I just felt like I could add so much to the group. So um, later, um, uh, I think Cisco was doing a reality show called Gone Country, and I called him to congratulate him on that show. And then um, he was like, man, that's crazy. We were just talking about you. And this was like back in 08. And I'll mm-hmm. say, wow. I'll say, okay, um, well, what's going on? And he's like, man, look, we want, you know, we want to put together an uh, uh, audition, you know, because um, Woody was, was going to leave, and they were knowledgeable of that. They knew that he was leaving. So um, he was a part of that um, show or whatever. And um, they said, look, we want to put you in a group, but we don't want to just put you in a group. We want to you know, you got to work for it, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to have a, a talent show and um, a showcase. And, you know, 
for you to perform what you perform in the showcase and, you know, uh, to be a part of Drew Hill. And, I mean, of course, yeah, I would love to. So um, I ended up doing um, this, this show, and um, I think it was like 27, maybe 28 contestants. And um, I, I went, I can remember going number five or something like that. And when I went, I went by myself. Usually, you know, back in those days, like, I would take the whole family, you know, look, y'all yell when y'all hear me sing, we need to get this, you know. Um, but I went with my cousin, and um, pretty much he was the only one there. And like I said, I can remember going at number five, and in my mind I was thinking, these people going to forget all about me after they get to 28, 29. And um, when, I jumped, when I got off stage, Cisco's dad, had walked up to me and he said, man, if my son don't pick, pick you to put you in this group, he crazy. And that <laughs> kind of encouraged me a little bit. Um, and that gave me a little boost. And um, from there, you know, people kept going up and I realized that the reaction wasn't like mine. You know what I mean? So in the end, they uh, did this, they picked three people to harmonize with them. And I was, you know, one of the three people. And, um, from there, the fans just, they just went crazy the whole night. I mean, I don't know if you saw the YouTube, but they screamed all night. And uh, from there, um, the next day, we were going to the radio station to introduce me to the world, you know, as being a new member of Drew Hill. And um, like I said, I sang lately um, the Casey and JoJo version at that um, contest. And um, like I said, just, um, you know, the irony is, you know, now I'm, I'm on stage with Casey now, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, God has definitely been a blessing on my life, man. Oh, man. That's, that's a great story, man. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. Oh, man. Well, thank you all for the love, man. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm definitely coming with some more heat, so be on the lookout. Awesome, man. We'll be in touch. And, and thanks again for joining us, man. You've been an awesome guest, shared so much. And, man, like I said, you always have our support. All right, Tom, and that was Tail formerly of Drew Hill or from Drew Hill on the podcast. Man, good dude. Yeah, I love his voice, man. Really good dude. We're rooting for him. I'll be honest with you, man, before the podcast, we didn't know how to pronounce his name specifically, if it was Tao or Teo. So we eventually got it right. Thank you for that. Yep, so fans, if you uh, bump into Teo, don't call him Tao. Tell, tell, him, <laughs> tell him you listen to the Sobek podcast and you got his name right. There you go. So Tom, I know you've been prepping for this uh, for this list of readers that you wanted to shout out. But before we do that, can we do a soul backtrack of the day? You got one in mind. I have one in mind. Okay. We're gonna go with, and I just lost my train of thought here. But we're gonna go with let's let's bring it back to one of those Millennium artists from that tour. Let's go with the Bobby Valentino song, "Tell Me." And you can do the Little Wayne version, or you can do without the Little Wayne version. What do you remember about this song? <laughs> it's probably my favorite Bobby V song, if I had to pick, actually. And uh, it just, you know, it, it was that sound that was that was different than you heard at the time, produced by our boys Tim and Bob. Uh, really set the tone for that album. I know it's one of your favorites. Yeah, I think, man, you just posted about the album on Instagram a while ago, and I feel like that album is underrated for its time. It had some great records on it, especially during a time when everything was starting to go a little more trendy, a little more hip-hop. He came with a traditional R&B album um, with help from Tim and Bob, of course, but 
some of those ballads on there, they took me back to like a boys to men era of music where it was just live instrumentation and just singing. And um, yeah, that that's an album that you guys should go check out again because there are some great records on there. And Tell Me is definitely one of them. Um, Tom, what's going on with, you know, I Got Soul? And are you going to give us that fan list that you keep uh, yeah, keep yeah. Us up about. <laughs> I got two people in mind. These are two two fans who chime in on just about all of our Facebook posts and discussions. The first one is Jamarcus Andre Mim Sr. He always has some good commentary on our Facebook page, chimes in, uh, really knows his stuff. The other is Mary Jo. She's one of the biggest Joe fans who's followed us for many, many years. Still keeps up with us, once again, on our Facebook page, chiming in on stuff. Um... Man, she, uh, from what I know from her being such a big fan, she travels a lot to see Joe perform. That's a true fan. I believe she's in Europe, so we don't get that type of love here in the U.S. like we always talk about. So those are two I want to shout out this week. Man, shout-outs to both of them. And shout-outs to all of our readers. I know we post a lot of things on, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, some positive, some negative, but the amount of love we get and the amount of discussion it it's refreshing, Tom, to see a bunch of educated people talk about a genre we all love. Absolutely, man. It's pretty cool. And I'll tell you what's also pretty cool. Actually, actually it's pretty funny. It's like moments when you're trashing R&B on Instagram, Tom. For some reason, Jermaine Dupri always likes those posts. I mean, we're not trashing per se. More so just keeping it real. Let's put it that way. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jermaine Dupri keeps it real, man. All right. Dude, I, I just read the funniest comment on our Facebook. So Montel Jordan has a new single coming out, uh, his yeah. first R&B single in over 10 years. And I posted the album, uh, the single cover. Someone wrote, he went from Montel Jordan to Montel Williams. <laughs> what? Uh, Montel Williams <laughs> what? is that TV host, I think. I don't, yeah, I don't I know. know. He <laughs> what? I guess he looks like him now. I don't know. All right, then. Uh, that, I guess that will be a play of please, but I have, uh, I have, actually, Tom, I have a couple. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the new Sonic movie? Oh, you forced me to watch it, yes. Now, I know you love Sonic, you're a Sega guy, you grew up playing those games. What did you think of the trailer? Because let me, can I just tell you how I felt about it? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> First of all, he looks like a human rat. And then second of all, why was the trailer playing Gangster's Paradise? Is this 1994? <laughs> I don't know. Someone got fired over that. <laughs> what did you think of the Sonic trailer? I thought I was looking at Master Splinter from the Ninja Turtles, but like a younger, bluer version. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and what is, the, what is the point of the movie? He's trying to save the world? That was not like what happened in the video games, was it? You know what? I don't know what happened in the Sonic video game. Me, me either. All I know, he, <laughs> I actually just don't fine. know either. I just no, no. He, he was freeing the animals or something. Those little... I don't know, man. It was fun. Leave it alone. I don't know. I just remember running really fast to collect coins, and that was all it was. Yep. Um, I'm going to give you one more play up, please, because this is a very time-sensitive topic. Uh, the Billboard Awards happened last week and i know how much you love award shows and i know how much you love this lifetime achievement award um xx extension won uh, best r&b album over the likes of her and lma 
who I know you also aren't the biggest fans of, but I think you would have wanted them to win at least over uh, this Mr. X guy, right? Uh, you thought that, and you were incorrect. I'm actually happy he won. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really excited. You know why? Why? It ge- it gives me the opportunity to show how much of a joke it is out here and show people. People keep telling me, oh, real R&B is back. Real R&B is in the mainstream. Well, look at look right here. No, it's not. You're wrong. It's still a joke. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that. Um, I mean, I would say that R&B is in a better place than it was a couple of years ago, but it's hard to argue against what you're saying because I didn't even think this guy was an R&B artist. How did he win? It's like it's almost like they had to find an urban category to put him in, and there was too many people in the hip-hop category. So it was like, oh, this was probably their thought process. Oh, no one even makes R&B these days, do they? Uh, I don't know, do they? And then they just put them in there. And then they looked at the, the the charts, and they saw two other people, LMA and her, and put them in there. And they're like, all right, we got our list. <laughs> and and my, my rant is over. You know what's funny about your rant? We had this exact same rant uh, when it was another awards show a couple of months ago. I think it was the American Music Awards, and Extension won Best R&B Album for that as well. So, <laughs> Really impressive, man. It's really a slap in the face, though, to all of our R&B artists who are really making quality R&B music, and this this is who they lose out to in an award. Come on. Yeah, uh, I, I have nothing to say to that. And then Tom, the last play of please here, and I thought this one was pretty cool. You remember Miguel's epic uh, Hulk Hogan leg drop at uh, the award show a couple of years back? Yeah, of course. How could we forget? Man, that's still one of the greatest moments in R&B history. But uh, Paula Abdul, do you remember the Mortal Kombat character, Kung Lao? Of course, with the hat. So Paula Abdul did her best uh, Kung Lao uh, impersonation. She was performing on stage. She had a hat, and she tossed it, and it hit someone in the neck. Finish her. (laughs) But the play of please comes from the person who was hit by the hat where she tweeted out, wow, I just got hit in the hat and got injured by the legend Paula Abdul and gave thumbs up. That's positivity right there, Tom. I mean, how do you get injured by a hat? Was it the steel hat? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) If it's coming at you at like 100 miles an hour, it's going to hurt. Paula Abdul could throw a hat 100 miles an hour? That deserves an award right there. Wow. (laughs) Man, shout out to Paula. Uh, Tom, what's going on with the site? Uh, man, can we just give a quick shout to our friends, Naughty by Nature, especially our boy KG. They just started out on their uh, mixtape tour alongside New Kids on the Block. Man, they're doing some big things. They have a full tour. They have um, a lounge set up before the show where you could meet and greet. They have this huge bouncy chair. They have their mascot. Man, they're doing some cool things. I wish more of our legendary artists could get on tours like this and do some cool things, but... They just kicked that off the other night. Uh, other than that, man, just a lot of new music on the site. It's been a solid year for R&B music. Check it out. Um, some of the songs you mentioned, the Hamiltones announced their debut EP. Selena Johnson's new video is out. D'Angelo's documentary we'll talk about more next week, I think, is coming out. Um, a lot of good things right now. Yeah, for sure. And then on that note about the tour, I think uh, Salt and Pepper's also on that tour, right? 
Yeah, and then some other '90s uh, artists. I think it's cool, man. I wish, like, I wish there was a real R&B tour like this. You know, this is like hip hop and pop mixing genres, but man, uh, there <sighs> is an R&B tour like that. It's called the Millennium Tour, Tom. We need more, Kyle. We need more of it. Well, maybe I mean, if they. You sh- Yo, maybe if you showed up to the New York show, we would have more. <laughs> hey, the New York show was sold out. I couldn't even get in the door. Well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on that note about Salt and Pepper, I think uh, I just read this on Instagram. I think their DJ, Spinderella, she's not part of the group anymore. They kicked her out or something. No idea, man. I don't no know idea. what's going on. But, man, I hope everyone gets it together. Go out and support the Millennium Tour. There's a couple of dates left. Um, and then, of uh, course, go check out Tail's new uh, single as well, What Happened to Love. That's our boy. So, shout out to Tail. Now, let's give Ed a quick shout out. He um, he has a couple new posts on Soul and Stereo. We always got a shout out to soulandstereo.com. He has a Flashback Friday post, and he also has a Love Letters post. I like when Ed does these. This one is, is taking our situationship too far. Oh, is he taking our situationship too far? Kyle, maybe I'm getting old, but what is a situationship? I, I don't know. All I know is ta- uh, Ed did a flashback Friday on Field Mob. And that does not That's... seem like Ed's type of music, but who knows? I wonder what he even said about them. And <laughs> We'll find out next week. All right, Tom, I think we're out of here. <laughs> um, Shouts to Tail once again for joining us, and we'll be back next week. Peace.